This episode is brought to you by the Arvada Center because they're kicking off their summer concert series in June. Relax under the stars at the Arvada Center's outdoor amphitheater and take in acts like Melissa Etheridge, Big Richard, Tower of Power, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, The Spin Doctors, and so much more. Concerts are scheduled for June through September. You can find a whole schedule of events and get your tickets today at arvadacenter.org. That's arvadacenter.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Composting is getting more complicated. The state GOP is diving headfirst into conspiracy theory hell, and Sun Valley is losing its only elementary school. Producer Paul Caroli joins me to break down these stories along with your rules for surviving Denver. Today is Tuesday, March 14th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Hey, Paul. Good morning, Bree. Good morning. It's Tuesday. We're talking the news. Here we are, living it. You know, you know what we got to start with. I do. You promised a, a special update from your anonymous source inside Casa Bonita, who I am skeptical <laughs> of, but I am still very curious to hear what this person has to say. Okay, clarification. This Please. particular information is not from that inside source inside source. Okay. This is from direct experience, Paul. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. What do you got? Last week, you and I, newsletter editor Adrian, and our significant others went to Urban Putt downtown. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. Played a great couple what I don't know how to say, a couple rounds of miniature golf. Uh fantastic place if you guys haven't been there. Loved it. Cool spot. Um, Oh, cool spot. We're leaving. Greg and I are leaving. We're like driving out of downtown. We're at a stoplight like 18th and Lawrence or something. Mm -hmm. And these dudes are walking across the street. And I'm like, man, that guy looks so familiar. I'm like thinking I know him from like the club. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. know where I think I know him. And Greg goes, oh, my God, that's Matt Stone from South Park. (laughs) Like the... Matt Stone of Matt Stone and Trey Parker of South Park is walking down the street in Lodo on a Thursday night. And I was like, what? And he was like, okay, turn, drive up, pull over. We'll pretend like we're parking. I'm going to put money, pretend like I'm putting money in the mirror. This is how my husband's, my husband Greg's mind is like always networking. He's like the smartest guy in the world. He's like, just, and I'm like, I'm not, I, you know, my least favorite thing, Greg, is to bother famous people. I hate it. I want him to like, let them be. He's like out with his friends, having a drink. He's like, whatever. I'm so on Greg's side. I know. Bother <laughs> I knew you would be. So Greg goes up to the, we park at this meter. He pretends to put money in. Matt Stone and his friends walk by. Again, my husband goes, hey, are you the guy from basketball? <laughs> Great. Great reference. And he's like, yeah yeah hey man and like they shake hands or whatever and they keep walking and then his friend goes you know it's late you don't have to put money in the meter he's like what yeah you do they're all this city's always trying to take money from us and they're like oh and they kept walking so (laughs) that was it okay but two things (laughs) one he's in town right he's in town he's got to be dealing with permitting I mean, this means we're really getting there because mm-hmm. he's not, you know what I mean? He's probably not on site every day. They have contractors to do that stuff. So he's, Matt Stone is in town doing Casa Bonita things, you guys. He is, we're getting there. May is real. That's what I'm saying. 
very exciting. And, and we're not the only ones excited. I mean, last week, Westward had a report that uh, there's this Facebook group going around that has more than 11,000 people who have signed up to wait in line. Oh, yes. And there isn't even a date yet. You and me included are on that RSVP list, Paul? Uh, I am a yes on the group, yeah. I'm Same. looking forward to it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to go and uh, I want to go and record. I want to do some kind of an event. I know you love man on the street interviews. Person on the street I interviews do. are like Paul's jam. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one more thing. The reason I was like, honey, why did you say, why did you say basketball? I mean, other than my husband loves basketball and orgasmo or whatever their other weird movie is. And he goes, because everybody tells him he's a South Park guy. If I say I'm the basketball, you know, I say basketball. And then he's in town. I rub elbows with him at another party. I can say, hey, man, I recognize you as the baseball ba- basketball guy. So he'll remember me. So this is how my husband. strategy. Oh, my God. He's like so smart. So just so you know, we may one day meet him because my husband said, hey, you're the guy from basketball. <laughs> so at any rate, I know that's not news, Paul, but it was just like an inkling of what's to come. To me. Yeah, it's ambient news, I would say. I've been holding that information for like five days from you. <laughs> just so you know. Um, well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the the update. It is good to know that he's in town and they're working on it. Yeah, um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm, it is. It is. Uh, it's starting to happen. You know, I'm starting to feel it. Starting to feel it in my fingers. It's getting close. Me too. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, but. <laughs> On to the real news. Uh, last week, we had a GOP strategist, uh, uh, Dick Wadhams, on the show to talk about WTF is wrong with the GOP in Colorado, and is there any turning back from where they are? And, uh, Paul, I think you have some news. We were we were talking to him in advance of this GOP leadership vote, like the chair of the, the guy, the, the person that will oversee the GOP in Colorado. How did that vote go? Yeah, so it was a six-person race, um, and then the vote played out in Loveland on Saturday. Uh, Some of the candidates were people like Eric Odland, who ran against Brittany Pedersen in Colorado District 7 last November, Tina Peters, the um, (laughs) election-denying clerk and reporter from Mesa County. Alleged cop kicker. Alleged cop kicker, exactly. Um, and it turns out who the uh, the state GOP elected was a guy named Dave Williams out of Colorado Springs. Um, and so if, if the question we were posing to Dick Wadhams was like, what does this vote represent? What is the, what is the strategy for the GOP? Um, we got an inkling from Mr. Williams in his victory speech. This was reported by uh, coloradopolitics.com. So I'm going to quote from the speech. Williams says, Our party can win again, but only if we first reject their failed leadership and go on offense, he says, blasting the media, quote unquote, crooked politicians and GOP political consultants. He says, quote, I'm sick and tired of our party always being on defense. We need to go on offense, offense, offense. You know, if you haven't, uh, listeners, if you haven't heard our interview with Dick Wadhams, I would say it's very revealing, especially if you happen to be more left leaning like I was. It was it was very eye opening for me to hear from Dick, his perspective. But I, I wonder, I maybe we should check in with Dick because I'm so curious what he thinks now that we got this guy, Dave Williams. Did we mention why Dave Williams like kind of got famous? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if. I don't. I, I could predict what Dick Wadhams would say about this because his his whole perspective was, 
if the GOP wants to win again, they have to move away from Trump and these like election deniers. Dave Williams is not that at all. He is an election denier. Um, He's probably most famous for last year when he ran against Doug Lamborn in the Colorado 5th District. He petitioned to have his name appear on the ballot as Dave Let's Go Brandon (laughs) Williams. Uh, he was denied that request, um, and he lost that primary. Um, but he was previously a state lawmaker representing the Springs. He introduced bills to ban abortion, to punish local governments providing services to undocumented immigrants, um, stuff like that. Um, and that's according to Colorado Public Radio. So that's the yeah. kind of guy Dave Williams is in the <laughs> direction of the GOP for at least the next two years. Let's move on to our next topic, Bree. This is uh, this one is one that caught your eye. Um, we went to the dump a few weeks ago uh, for a very fun morning. Great so recording. Fun. Learned a lot about how the city's rolling out these new changes to our recycling and composting systems. Um, composting, the free weekly composting pickups are still not set to begin until the summer, but there have been some changes recently. Is that right? Yeah. So the city contracts with A1 Organics, which is a compost processor. So something has to Mm -hmm. be like you have to take the organic materials and process them in a way that they can become mulch and be used by gardeners and landscapers. Um, A1 Organics has been saying for the last probably year, um, a lot of the organic material they get from from Denver composters is contaminated. So they're finding the honestly the worst offender, which I thought was wild that they find in the organic materials composting bin is glass bottles. Hmm. So I don't know why or how people are putting glass bottles into compost, but if you do, it gets like ground up in the machines and then thousands of shards of glass end up in what would normally be used by gardeners and landscapers, but then they can't use that whole load because it has contaminants in it. Um, The other issue they were having was um, adhesive produce stickers. You know, when you buy something at the store, it's got a little number or a barcode on it. People don't remove those. Plastic knives were also common. But the other thing that was an issue was the confusion around compostable takeout. So there's a lot of uh, restaurants and, and places that were using what were supposed to be compostable things you could throw in, like you could throw compostable utensils, plates, boxes into the compost, but they aren't always fully compostable or people are confusing which ones are and which ones aren't. And so it was also contaminating it. So basically the big change is you used to be able to put coffee filters, tea bags, paper towels, paper napkins, even greasy pizza boxes you could put in the compost. No, no more. Um, starting in April, I think it's April 1st, food scraps only. So organic material, plant huh. and animal. So you could put like, you know, I don't know, chicken bones and uh, old let- lettuce that goes bad. But you can't put all of those paper things. You can also do uh, yard trimmings, leaves, grass from your mower. But that's it. Hmm. That's all. Wow. That's quite restrictive. <sighs> it's huge. It's a huge change. I, I'm already frustrated when I go to put my tea bag in the compost and I'm not supposed to do that anymore. So I don't. Um, Hmm. But what I, what I will say is my mother is a very nosy Nancy and she likes to be very, she likes to follow the rules. And a couple years ago, she (laughs) contacted celestial seasonings to make sure that their tea bags were compostable. And they're actually not because really, yes, because 
Tea bags, some tea bags, they use a tiny amount of adhesive or some of the bags itself have plastic woven in them. So hmm. it's too big of a gamble, unfortunately, for A1 Organics for us to do that because um, it kind of ruins their whole it ruins their whole thing. So going forward, April 1st, food scraps only, yard trimmings only, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. So, okay, good to know. Um, and of course, I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, Sam Brash at CPR, who's done extensive reporting on the composting situation. And he's he's really helped me. He's really laid it out to help me understand how this composting situation works. So um, we'll put a link to that, uh, a couple of those articles in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. Pine Melon is a next generation grocery delivery app that partners with over 200 farmers, ranchers, and producers in Colorado to help make fresh, locally sourced foods available to the Denver community at fair prices. Get high quality meats, eggs, and dairy from small local farms, fresh baked breads from local bakeries, and more, as well as all of your favorite pantry staples. Best part is, Pine Melon offers same-day delivery to Denver and soon Boulder within a two-hour window, no subscription necessary. Save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door. Join the movement and support local today. Use promo code CityCastDenver for $75 off your first delivery at PineMelon.com. That's PineMelon.com. Okay, next up, oh, something we have covered and is feels like changing all the time. We're talking about school closures because Superintendent Moreto has again put some schools forth for a conversation around the consideration of closure. And last week, the DPS board voted on closure of three schools. Paul, can you lay out what's going on here at this moment? Yeah, I mean, so to catch people up on this situation, it's been brewing across Denver Public Schools for a few years now. Um, mostly because of declining enrollment, which means declining funding because of the way DPS is funded. Each school gets a certain amount of money per student. So if students stop going to certain schools, then those schools don't have money to pay for things like I don't know, a dedicated janitor or art classes or gym classes. And then if you go to that school, you're just getting a worse quality education. You're getting less options. And so the story, at least in the last few months, has been uh, last October, Marrero recommended closing 10 schools. There was a very passionate and heartfelt debate on the school board, um, and they ended up saying no. Uh, there was a period of negotiations, but they said no to any school closures. But because of the declining enrollment and the funding situation DPS is in, the issue it came back to the fore a couple of weeks ago. Marrero proposed closing three schools, and the board said yes. And these were unanimous votes, unanimous votes to close these three schools, um, except for one case. Um, Fairview Elementary in Sun Valley uh, was a six-to-one vote with only Director Aonte Anderson voting no. Um, the two other schools that were voted for closure were uh, Math and Science Leadership Academy and Denver Discovery School, according to Melanie Asmar at Chalkbeat. Yeah, um, the Fairview vote where uh, Vice President Board Director Aonte Anderson was the, the, was the lone no vote, did not want to close Fairview. I, I want to talk about a little bit for folks who maybe don't know the Sun Valley area. So Sun Valley is the neighborhood you may be most familiar with as it's next to um, 
it's next to Mile High Stadium. It's where Meow Wolf is. It's a very small community, I will say that. But it's a very, I mean, honestly, I think it has one of the youngest populations in the city. I could be wrong. I know it's one of the lowest income zip codes in the city as well. Um, but the, the struggle here is like this is the only elementary school in the neighborhood. So through school choice, a lot of times you might have a like in my neighborhood within, I'd say, a five mile radius. My son has like, I don't know, six options for elementary schools in Sun Valley. Fairview is the only one. And the, the particular struggle, I think there's a couple things going on here, but Sun Valley is bordered by uh, the highway by Federal Boulevard. I mean, it's kind of boxed in by dangerous car infrastructure. So if you think about elementary school age kids having to leave their neighborhood to go to school, while the the uh, district has promised transportation to and from, I mean, anybody that has gone to elementary school or has kids in elementary school knows you don't just go to, they don't just go back and forth. There's events, there's programming, there's all kinds of things. Maybe you have to pick up your kid from school. And this has really eliminated the ability for Sun Valley residents to be able to walk down the street to their school and get their kids. Um, but the disruption is a little bit deeper than that. And I really appreciate um, Councilwoman Jamie Torres pointed this out that um, this neighborhood is in a massive moment of transition. This is one of the like hubs for DHA housing, for Denver Housing Authority. And in the last couple of years, they have temporarily displaced hundreds of families while they're tearing down the old uh, housing projects and building brand new developments. So a lot of folks are out of the neighborhood right now that will be in the neighborhood in the future. So in the next year... Uh, Councilwoman Torres says 264 families will be returning to the neighborhood. There's 11 pending DHA housing developments that could bring close to 600 elementary school students back to Sun Valley by 2025. So there's a need here for this school. And I think um, the disruption aspect of taking a school out for a couple of years and then putting it back, we have to remember those those first years as a as a kid that disruption is huge you get pulled out of your neighborhood to go to school and then you get you may get put back it just I don't know it, it felt very unfair and I really appreciated that um, director Anderson made a point to talk about how he met with students at this school and they were so they were very concerned these are elementary school age kids and he said I made a promise to them and I couldn't go back on that yeah, this is one of those issues where there's just it does, just doesn't seem like there's a right answer because for this neighborhood, it, like the value of having a school down the street is is huge, and having to cross Colfax or cross I twenty five to get to an elementary school that just feels very daunting and dangerous. And but then there's this question of like the future and what the vision for this next era of Sun Valley is going to be, because like you mentioned, this is a time of transition. And I think that's where the conversation was playing out between, um, Denver Housing Authority and DPS over this. I read just a couple of quotes from that Chalkbeat article I mentioned. Um, Denver Housing Authority says lots of new affordable housing is coming. Hundreds of new kids are coming to the neighborhood. But Liz Mendez, Executive Director of Enrollment and Campus Planning for DPS, said the district's projections are much lower. So they mm. do not anticipate the same demand for an elementary school in the neighborhood. But how do you know? I mean, how do you predict how many I families mean, are going to be there? You can put up the buildings, but you can't say what the future of the economy is going to be like or the or the city. And there's I mean, the whole area is in flux, really. All those parking lots around Ball Arena are going to be redeveloped. Who knows what this is going to look like in 10 years? And to leave it on a positive note, 
if there is a way to save Fairview, I think it could be a lovely model for what other neighborhoods could do when we talk about how we want to make things walkable and safe for children and families. Uh, shall we talk about something a little bit more fun? Uh, yes. All right. Well, I think it was a couple weeks now. We had uh, our friend, Westwood reporter, Connor McCormick Cavanaugh on the show to talk through our rules for surviving Denver. Yes. We made a list of 11 that I thought were pretty good. And we put a call out to you all, our audience, um, for more. And boy, did you deliver. Oh my God, you guys did not disappoint. Like, thank you so much for like hitting some major spots we missed for rules. Like things I can't believe we forgot. Paul, hit the first one. Okay, okay. So this one comes from Katie A. Katie A writes, when the smell of manure is in the air, grab your coat and boots because the snow is coming. Katie A, 100%. So we get that downwind from Greeley and it stinks. You know it. You know this smell, Paul. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I honestly don't know how it works or why this happens. It's something maybe we should look into a little bit more. But yes, this is very much a fact and an essential rule for surviving Denver. I would also say there's one more. There's a visual clue. Um, the sky usually is like a brighter, lighter purple at night when it's going to oh, snow. Oh, that's good to know. If you notice. So just huh. a visual cue to go with it. A much prettier visual than this, the stinky cue that you get from cow poop. <laughs> Um, all right, I've got one more. This this is two similar ones. Uh, one from Lainey Lee Cook on Twitter, one from Instagram, A Bucknam. Uh, Lainey writes, never leave home without sun protection apparel and extra clothes for the after dark coldness. A Bucknam writes, sunscreen, it's the new moisturizer. Oh, and also <laughs> moisturizer. So, okay, first of all, Lainey and Alan, thank you for pointing out the thing that I can't believe I forgot because I am such a sunscreen freak. Um, but yeah, sunscreen and then the moisturizer thing for sure. Like I have a chapstick in my purse. I have chapstick next to my bed. I have chapstick on my desk. Sometimes I carry chapstick in my car. That can be volatile. Chapstick in my gym bag. And uh, hand. I have I have lotion everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100% with you guys. If Especially if you're coming from a more humid climate. Colorado is notoriously not humid for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, these are essential. Uh, okay, so beyond the the hard the things we got to do, what else did listeners bring us? Um, this one I love. This is from Jiga John, a Reddit user. Jiga John. They write: When biking on a multi-use trail, use a bell or verbally let people know when you're going to pass them. Oh, Huge. thank you. Huge. Huge. It's a safety thing. It's a common decency thing. It just makes the trail so much nicer. And I really appreciate it, especially if you're hiking and somebody's coming down the trail biking. Just like, oh, it's the best. It's like s- such a great point. Um, can, can I read Can I read these uh, last two? Because they're just like so close All to my yours. heart. All yours. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tannen Baldwin on Twitter says... Do your best to catch a green light on Colorado Boulevard or prepare and bring something to read. (laughs) Also, uh, unfortunately true. (laughs) Wild Ghost LLC on Instagram says something similar. Never under any circumstances turn on to Colorado Boulevard. Okay. Amen. (laughs) My mom, again, shout out to my mom, Brooke, who's come up twice today. She grew up here. And she calls it the boulevard and she refuses to drive on it. So we take the wackiest ways around Denver. It may take 10 minutes longer, but you save your sanity. To avoid Colorado Boulevard? Yes. (laughs) 
Well, for real traffic like- connoisseurs like me, I like to go directly to the boulevard. <laughs> I'll go out of my way to spend time on the boulevard. <laughs> Love a good bumper to bumper traffic. You're a masochist. <laughs> oh, we've got, sorry, we've got, we've got a couple more. Uh, Michelle Jackson. Hey, Michelle on Twitter says, uh, one, don't assume we all smoke weed. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. Two, always carry a water bottle, lip balm, and wear sunglasses. Yes. And be prepared to take part in any physical activity, which is why I wear yoga pants all the time. So thank you, Michelle, for affirming my outfit choices. Uh, we have a couple of voicemails. I love when people call in. Hi, this is Juliana from Marley. And I was just listening to your episode about surviving Denver. And I'm in real estate. And one of the um, things that bothers me the most uh, about being a Denverite is that uh, people referencing North on streets when it's understood <laughs> that everything North of First is North, so you don't have to say it. There's only South. So like <laughs> South Clarkson, <laughs> not North Clarkson. It's weird. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Juliana, you're speaking to my heart. I hate when people give directions and they're like, oh, it's on 2223 North High Street. I'm like, that's High Street. It's just huh. High Street. I but think I'm learning this right now. Are you really? Yeah, I th- I've heard people oh. say South. I realize now I've never heard anyone. <laughs> I've never seen anything written as like North High Street, but I have heard people say it. I've started to notice it more in directions and when places are listing their address and it drives me nuts and I don't know where it came from. And it's huh. probably some weird colloquial thing about when we were so small, it didn't matter. But if you want to sound like a local, I'm with Juliana. Just leave the North off. Good rule. Good tip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've got one more. <laughs> hey, CityCast. Love the show. This is Tim. I'm on the West side. Um, a rule for Denver is snow tires. Snow tires are real. They actually work. So, uh, the rule for Denver is to go ahead and get those snow tires and get them on before the first sto- storm. Everybody runs to Costco as soon as it starts snowing and tries to get their snow tires off. So snow tires, get them, get them early, use them. Oh, my God. Our listeners are my favorite. Uh, first of all, Tim, amen. Costco has the deal on snow tires. Got them for my Subaru. Paul, you drive one of those ice skates known as a Prius. Where are you with the snow tire situation <laughs> Uh, embarrassed? I've, I don't think I've ever actually put snow tires on a car or had them put on. I guess I should. I think it would improve What's your experience. What's better? What's better about it? They have more traction or something? Yeah, totally. They have more grip, for sure. Huh. And then you won't end up in the Cherry Creek. Actually, hmm. no, the reason that people drive into the Cherry Creek is because they're driving too fast on snow. But yeah, it's just a simple thing that makes it a little bit easier. I am with Tim. I do it. Okay. This was great. This was great. Our listeners are, you know, once again, the best. <sighs> the best. You guys are the best. Thank you for sharing these. Uh, okay. Ooh, one more thing, actually. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget? We are hosting an event on April 13th with Mortified. Yes. Bree, you are going to be reading something. <laughs> what are you going to be reading? What is this event? I'm going to be reading straight from unedited my middle school and high school diaries on stage at the oriental theater in front of all of you with some other brave folks 
who uh, are Denverites like you and are willing, for some reason, like me, to share (laughs) our most embarrassing moments that we have written about personally in our diaries. And I will tell you, I went to a Mortified event last year, and I have not laughed that hard in a long time. So if you don't have the experience of being a journal writer, just know that the things we put in those journals when we're kids is the most god-awful embarrassing things you could imagine, but they're so universally understand. You'll just, you'll identify and you'll align and you will have such a good time. Um, But yeah, it's Mortified Live happening April 13th. If you want to like hype us up and get us ready for this episode or for this for this live event, you can call us at 720-500-5418 and share your own angsty, cringy, embarrassing teenage memory. Maybe a page from your diary. We'll read them on the show. We'll pick our favorite and you could win. You'll win two tickets to see Mortified Live with CityCast Denver, April 13th, Oriental Theater. Our number again for the Teenage Angst hotline is 720-500-5418. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you, Bree. See you tomorrow. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to once again, please tell Matt Stone and Trey Parker about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Do we need to say no? Like it just like doesn't end right. It doesn't like boink. Yeah.